Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and Abby, I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. I am finally going axe throwing tonight. I <laughs> I honestly don't know who came up with this. I and added booze. Uh, yeah. See, it's, we're like, let's have a you bunch know, of adults. We should blindfold them too. Have children around. Well, that was the other thing. <laughs> so there's a there's multiple places that you can throw axes in New Jersey, which sure you know yeah, no, what else it. you gonna do? It tan axe throw. Whatever. And uh, we're going with Steph and Josh, our friends. Like we're, It's like a couple's date. And then she, we, you know, they have two kids, but they're like preteen teenagers. Mm-hmm. Technically, they're 68, I think. Okay. But she, the first place, I was like, call and make a reservation at this place. And she's like, ah, they don't let kids in. Here's the thing about axe throwing. You call enough places, they're going to let children in. There's going to be one that doesn't like kids, and therefore... Stumpies. Stumpies does not like kids. The fact that it's called Stumpies... Makes me nervous. Makes me excited. I can't wait to throw axes and drink White Claw Seltzer. Have you ever seen them when they throw the axe and it bounces back off the wall and hits somebody? I'm not surprised by that. Some people will do anything for their TikTok. I mean, true. Do you know how many TikToks you've sent me that now you're repeating them? No. You've repeated. Which one? Uh, the one where the girl calls 911 because she can't find the kid and they were playing hide and seek. That's oh. You've come back around again. There's well, a couple. You've had a couple of repeats now. Well, they're pretty good Look anyway. Look at you. If only you did some work at work. Mm-hmm. So I'm going axe throwing. and uh, That's this evening. That's this evening. So I will report back to you. I've been dying to go axe throwing. I can't wait to see my skills. I, and I'm sure that everybody will clear out of the way. So we may or may not be recording Absolutely. Tomorrow. Let's see what happens. Let mm. me just get through this without severing anyone's spinal cord. Maybe it'll get that kink out of your neck. Look, I want to be able to move my head naturally. Mm, uh, I did a sit-up the other day, and I pulled a muscle in the front of my neck. Don't ask me how that happened. Uh, lots going on. Well, first of all, we were on vacay in New Hampshire. Yes. Young James. How was it? Well, it was great up until young James got COVID on the first day. Let's start at the very beginning, Look, James. I, you know, he got this at work. It must have showed up four days later, and four days happened to be day one of vacation. And which meant that basically I like we're testing throughout the week. I'm completely fine negative because according to my mother, you You're got negative. the Peabody genes. The what? Peabody, Massachusetts. Apparently they're built sturdy out there. Oh, okay. Peabody, Massachusetts is also, I believe, home to a liquor store called the Bunghole. Wait, are we are we pronouncing it not like Peabody but it's Peabody. 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 That's how you pronounce it in it's Massachusetts. Peabody. Oh, okay. Spelled so Peabody. For, so for the rest of America it's Peabody. Yeah. But anywhere else in the Massachusetts area, Peabody. Mm, Peabody. Interesting. So I got those Peabody jeans and I didn't get the Rona. But poor young James did. 
and he pitched a fever on the first night, and he was like, I don't feel right. I'm very cold. I feel when I go to bed. And I was like, oh, crap. How does this story end? So we went to the uh, the Walgreens, got him a little Binax test, and it came out with one of those soft second lines. Just uh, just a lot. Just a hint of a second line, and I just was like, I don't like this. I don't like it. The line got darker as the test went on. So yeah, that's what he was laid out, and I went off on my own to have. All sorts of fun experiences. I left him at home. Oh. Went to the driving range in the in 500 degree heat, which it's if you're up too, to do it. I will not do that today. It's 101 in my car. It is getting hotter. The earth is baking. Yes, We it are is. in a heat wave, kids. Uh, let's see. Some other fun things I did in New Hampshire solo. <laughs> Went to go see Cabaret in a, in a barn. In a barn. Mm, I tell you what, it chef's kiss to whoever is still making Capizio kitten heels with ankle straps out mm. there. So uh, shout out to Mr. Capizio <laughs> for continuing to put <laughs> kitten heel Capizio shoes on, on uh, community theater girls everywhere. My favorite, though, was, you know Cabaret, right? Like, you're familiar with the, mm-hmm. the, the plea. Yeah. Uh, Fräulein Cost looked like Patsy from Abfab. Oh, no. Multiple, like, add about 30 years to that and about 20 cartons of cigarettes a month. So I'm guessing it's not like a teen version of Cabaret. No! This is not your, your kitty Cabaret. There mm. was a lot going on. Up there. We're just, you know, we're just spoiled. Because we live in New York? Yes. And we can pay more to see some garbage here! Yes. No, we're spoiled because of the amount of talent that's just on a city block. I know, so we take for granted. And And it reminded me of my community theater days, you know? But did it? Everybody has to start somewhere, boo. That's true. It was charming. Uh, let's see. How uh, was the show overall? It was, um, it, I the first act was good. Uh, uh-huh. I left. Oh. And <laughs> it was that good that you had to leave. You're like, this is it. Was it was so good that I was like, where can I possibly go from here? The bar. The bar in another town. <laughs> I left the whole town. Mm. I got in the car and I Thelma and Louise. You burned I, it down. <laughs> There was an errand-shaped hole in the wall of that playhouse. But bless them, you got to take in a show. They already had the money at that point. That's you got right. my money. It doesn't matter. This was all done. But if I may quote the woman who was sitting in the row behind me when the lights came on at intermission and the swastikas dropped down from the ceiling, she turns to her friend and she says, It's always an ominous sign. I cannot sit through one more number. That was what she said. Loud and clear, unmistakable. I'm sure no one else heard that, right? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this woman is my new best friend. And it was like a New Hampshire audience, too. So you look, it's like the best thing that anybody was wearing there was like a white culotte, oh, you know? Nice. It's like real that. high end. We're going out. And there were all these women behind me, like having a girl's night out. I don't know if they knew what the show was about or whatever. It was a dark show. 
<laughs> it is a dark content show. It made me realize that I was like, so many summer theaters do this because they're like, it's cabaret, but it's about Nazis <laughs> and, and death and genocide at every summer community theater is like, what? Abortion, Abortion, like you name it, like sex with everybody under the sun and in underground places in Germany. And every summer theater is like, I know what we need. Cabaret. I know what our audience wants. Something like. Because life is a cabaret. Wait a minute. Let's just back that up again. And they make you wait until really you have the first number, but like really they don't sing cabaret until the end of the show. Right. So you're in it just being like, when does she sing cabaret? If they don't know what they're getting themselves into. It is not a summer community. Like, you know, theater. life is a cat. And then they're like, wait a minute. You never told me that there was the abortion. There is was this the supposed to be ironic? Are you singing this sarcastically? Life is an abortion and drinking eggs out of cops. It's, there's what? a, Remember when she drinks that egg? She drinks a prairie oyster. There's so much that... I've done this show so many times, and I completely forgot. I'm like, oh, yeah, that scene. No. Don't don't know it that well. I don't think that these women knew really what the show was about. They just knew that they wanted to hear somebody sing, in cabaret, oh, cabaret, to cabaret. When those lights came up, oh, my God. There was like streak marks in their white culottes ready to get out of the theater. Those if you make ladies. me sit through one more number. So I left and I went to With the them. Car. I was like, ladies, I'll Shall bring we? the car out. <laughs> Chilies, everyone. Back to the home, everybody. <laughs> Who wants to go to the 99 for drinks? My new my best friend. First friends. round at Houlihan's on me. Marjorie, Susan, you're in my car. The rest of you, I'll meet you over there. <laughs> no room for the walker. <laughs> It was so good. But you got to do something. I was like, I am in the bowels of New Hampshire. You have to do something interesting. Vary the tempo here, you know? That's why we saw a chorus line in Park City, Utah. Exactly. When when in Rome, when in Park City. Punish yourself. Absolutely. Oh, God. So I really, you know what? This is going to be my new thing from now on. Every time I go back there. Because we, we have our annual, you know, summer trip where we stay for a good long week. Mm-hmm. We're going back, and this time I'm bringing my jewels everywhere with me because hopefully he won't be diseased and disgusting. And I never ended up getting the Rona, but he did. How but he was fine after four days. Uh, is that almost three hours? It's like two and a half hours. And this version, which also was canned, by the way, like the music was canned. So it was almost like they were singing along to a karaoke version of oh, it. that's fun. But the music wasn't loud enough. <laughs> like, like searching for the music and they're like, how the world can change. It can cha- change like that. It do, do one little word. Marriage. And they were like, just find it, find it, find it. It just wasn't amplified enough. It's like listening to someone sing in their car. Yes. And they're like, catch up to it. Come on. And I I could barely hear it in the audience, but to the point where I was like, should I start helping them keep tempo? Like That would have been amazing. How the world can change. Good. It can change everybody. See, you could have added 
And the, the, and the woman behind us would be like, I don't know, is this part I of the show? I can't believe that that redheaded girl who said she hated the show too <laughs> is now, she must be a director. She's a conductor. <laughs> who knew? She certainly saved it. Wow. It was quite the vacation. Filled with all sorts of weird ups and downs. I, I got a nice little uh, semi-sunburn. And uh, this is as much color as I get. I was going to say. This is it. This is it. I have tried, okay? okay? And I have posted many things while I was on vacation. And one of them was just like me on a paddleboard. And then there was like me in a kayak. And the amount of people who think that they can reach out and say anything to you, you know, I don't know if it's me or if it's social media, but like, I got all these messages being like, "Ew, you're so white. Gross. Why are you so pale? You're disgusting and pale and white walker. Gross. Gross. Well, why is it? Why do people think they can say that to me? No, why is it that you're so pale? Oh, I've, and I don't know. I've tried. <clears throat> I literally tried. That was me. At one point, I was like, oh, good. I got color. Look, I look healthy. And then I posted a picture of me and someone was like, pale. You know, you can't please everybody, Erin. I can't please anybody. And it sounded like you just called me urine. I guess it's time now, is it? To welcome you all to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And I'm Beanie Feldstein. <gasps> oh, so <laughs> awkward. And we're what? coming to you from the Maha Bar and the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Thanks for being here with us. Thanks for listening to. We hope you had a real good time because it's so nice to be here with you. With you. Is that Avenue Q or something? No. Oh. But you know what? It's nice to be here with you. With all of you. Uh, Because this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're blowing the dust off their covers and opening up their books to reveal a fantastical tale of Atreyu and Falcor in the never-ending story. So what are you waiting for? Will you follow us on social media? All right, that's done with Are that song. Are you auditioning for something? Uh, that I'm not I am. Aware of? I am for Never Ending Story, the musicale. Get ready, uh, baby. It's gross. not that far off. So follow us on your social medias at Dear Pod Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your Face. We have a website where you can binge every last episode, Dear Pod Official. Email us, please. Dear Pod Official at gmail.com. You got something you want to say to us? You got something you want to get off your chest? Email us, damn it. And send us your advice questions because we will answer them on the air every week. Our YouTube page, of course, dear part official. And finally, most importantly, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash official, where for a mere three or five dollars a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. The numbers are dialing up. We're getting more and more Patreons. So we give you lots of love. There's lots of birthdays out there. Speaking of birthdays, how was yours? What did you do on your day of birth? I worked out and I went out for dinner and then I uh, 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 went out for drinks and then I lost my voice. (gasps) You had a very adult birthday. You know what I really did? Always ends in someone losing their voice. Well, it was stolen from me. Oh. 
by a large woman named Ursula. Sure, it could have been a man. Could have been. I don't know. Uh, Whatever, however you want to cast it, it's fine. Listen, I'm not, you know, I don't know the problem. Those aren't tentacles. Mm. Where did you go to dinner? Market something in the village. Market place. Market... Something little, with going to market. This little piggy went to market. I was going to say market basket, That's but that's a Boston uh, mm. supermarket. Bo- I didn't go to Boston Market. I can <gasps> guarantee you that I didn't do that. <gasps> you know, it's Jules' favorite. His Jim. guilty pleasure. It is not. It is, every time. Every is it time still we're a out thing? and about. Oh, yes. I thought they changed Boston Market to another name. No, because it used to be Boston Chicken, didn't it? Right, that's and what I mean. And then they were like, we can't call this chicken legally. <laughs> We That's why call Kentucky this. Fried Chicken is just KFC. <laughs> it's not because we're all dumb. It's exactly. No, it's because lawyers got involved and said, this is not chicken. Why do you think burger is called BR, or spelled B-R-G-R? I don't know. Do chickens growl? I don't this know. This is not, yeah, I question everything. Uh-uh. Yes, Boston Market. Whenever we're driving around, and you know there's a Panera right nearby, which to me, Panera is my favorite of the fast foods, because you can... It's healthy. It's the healthiest item. Whatever makes you feel good. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't do that to me. Don't ruin no. No, no, Panera no. for me. Mm-mm. I can get a salad Any there. Any thick, creamy soup that's just been sitting there for hours. Yeah, but it's got the ever expanding salad. <laughs> you know, that's true. The the Harry Potter like the point the, the thing that we talked about. Yeah. Expecto. <laughs> <laughs> Expando salado. <laughs> I swear I was almost done. <laughs> To keep getting more lit. I took a sip of my Diet Coke and oh my, God. my salad's back. It's like two times the chicken I'm that so I'm so tired. So sweaty. I'm so so hard. The chewing it hurts. But there's no more chicken. It's just the salad. It just keeps going. Yes. Yeah, so we, there's like always a Panera near a Boston market for some reason. And if we're out and about and doing something and I need to get something quick, he's like, oh, hi, we should try Boston market today. And I'm like, no, I can't do it to myself. I can't. Is it a um, is it a buffet type restaurant? Boston and I Market. I use the word restaurant loosely. Yes, uh, those are nice quotation marks. Uh-huh. No, it is. I mean, it's like Dig. If you've ever been to Dig, yeah. formerly Diggin, it's like yeah. all the stuff is behind the glass. Good thing they changed that name because it was going to get diffu- confusing. Dig or in. Diffusing. Dig out. Yeah. Uh, and, or like Chipotle. So it's all on display there so that you, the consumer, can see it mm-hmm. and point to it. Maybe stick your little hook over that little sneeze guard there yeah. and be like, cream spinach! I'll have uh, two helpings of that quote-unquote chicken. Like everything has a quote around it. Yeah, carrot coins right cat. there. I'll have the cat. Carrot coins. That's the only thing that they don't have to italicize her. Yeah, because yeah, allegedly. Yeah, because Everything it is. is alleged. Yeah, Boston no, that market. is cat. That's correct. It's been a long time. But I, I did, when I was in like college, would go there and just get the sampler platter because I convinced myself it was healthy. What's a sampler platter? I just, just the Boston sides. Chicken. It's all just the sides. What, mashed But like I'm getting a side of mashed potatoes and stuffing and creamed spinach. How and big cornbread. were you in college? I was not, um, I, I'd say it was puffy. Well, if that's I'd what you had every day, then I'd yeah. say it was very salted, you know? Like when somebody has just too much salt You were and sturdy, water. as they would say. I don't that's know if I sturdy... was sturdy even. Oh, okay. I just was a little doughy. Oh. Well, I told you. Because that's what... It's, I've got pictures to prove it. I'm okay with that. That's why that. when I jumped in the fountain when I was a senior, there was water displacement. Oh, and you're the only one in there with no water. Exactly. 
get out of here. She absorbed all of it, damn it. All right. I am very excited for this week's episode because why? It's a grab bag. That's uh-huh. right. We're grabbing bags this week. For those of you who don't know what the grab bag themed episode is, sometimes we find articles that have nothing to do with anything. And we save said articles for these very episodes. So we That's just grab right. a couple, we pluck them from the ether, and we find some magic in them. So, Patois, do you want to kick us off with the grab bag episode? Yeah, yeah. Do I? This is from the Fort Worth Star Telegram, Fort Worth, Texas, May 6, 1987. Twas a Wednesday. Dear Abby, our son's lover recently died of AIDS. Oops. He and John have been together for more than 10 years. Our son is devastated and plans to visit us for a family reunion soon. Here's the problem. We never wanted to, we never wanted to let the rest of our family know that John is gay. John says that he is not about to sit down with his family and pretend that life is just beautiful after having gone through the most painful and tragic year of his life. And if he can't be open and honest with his own family, he refuses to come home. Abby, we love our son, but don't want the embarrassment and hysteria that this situation could bring. What do we do? Signed, Emotionally Torn. It's a comedy podcast. Comedy podcast. Like, how, how can you honestly write this letter to some fucking stranger and be like, I sound like a normal parent? So here's, here's what she says Dear Torn, all I want some torn. I'm all out of fate. Oh no, my God. I was torn. like, is that what? Yeah, she just goes straight into Natalie and Bruglia. Amazing. Dear Torn, Tell John that you want him to come home and that you don't expect him to pretend that life is beautiful, considering the pain he has endured this last year. But tell him that you see no good purpose served by his coming out of the closet to the rest of the family who, until now, did not know that he was gay. The decision, of course, is John's. For him to insist that the entire family be informed that he is gay, even though it may cause his immediate family members embarrassment and hysteria, is insensitive and inconsiderate, but make him feel welcome anyway. Oh! But do, <laughs> but at least put out a cheese plate, you know? Listen, I don't think I can, I just can't go. I've, you know, my partner of 10 years just died of this horrible fucking disease that no one is even tending to. The president won't even say it. They made fun of it on the news. We I don't just, really fully understand listen, John, it. Listen, John, are you going to bring a cake or are you just going to come here and bitch? Look, if you're, just come here and visit, but... You're going to have to bring some wine. Shit. No, we don't want to talk about your dead partner. And definitely don't tell us that you're gay now. What the fuck? It's not about your agenda. No. Your lifestyle is not what we're discussing. It's not our business. This is Texas. I mean, Jesus Christ on a cracker. Just hide who you are for another... I don't know. What is it? The 80s? We've we've ignored you for so fucking long. Is it okay if you just let us have one more fucking day and so we don't have to listen? I mean, Jesus. Jesus. trying to kill grandma? I don't know why this reminded me of this, but what I think I told you when my friend came out. I mean, please, if you know who this person is, he didn't come out of the closet. He shot out of the cannon. It was sure. never a doubt, I think, in anybody's mind that he was gay. But when he officially came out to his mother, all she said was, oh, boy, I knew it. Oh, no. <laughs> And I don't know why that's what this reminded me of. Ha, ah, boy, I knew it. I don't understand how parents don't know. At least some sort of. I think I'm they're fucking sure kidding I'm sure they do on some level. Could you imagine, though, 
having a child and it's gone through this horrible thing, like watching a child go through, like whether it's um, losing a uh, uh, a child or um, a divorce or illness, or whatever, disease, exactly, disease, and just being like, listen, we're just here to have a good time. <laughs> Look, I would know you've kill, had a would really it, rough. Would year. it kill you? First sure. of all, here's what I want you to do. I want you to ignore the fact that you've been in a relationship for 10 years and that it ended with him dying, a slow and painful death. And we don't need to talk. No, you don't need to come out on top of that. We want you to pretend who you were maybe 15 years I ago. I know you lost your leg in that horrible, uh, you know, horse riding accident. But can you stop limping just... Listen, for like a day to make your aunt comfortable. It is, every day is a gift. That's how you should see it, okay? And life is tough. Don't bitch about Look, it, okay? I know that you're just a torso now, but can you just please put your colonoscopy bag or colostomy bag just off to the side? I lost my favorite brooch from the Jane Seymour collection. Do you know how I feel? <laughs> but you don't see me going up to the potato salad and crying my eyes out. No, I grin and bear it because I know that one day I will be reunited in the afterlife with Jane Seymour holding that new brooch for me. And I don't tell your grandmother that I had the brooch because it's none of her business. It's none of her fucking She doesn't business. understand style and uh, grace. You think, this is like one of those things where it's like, oh, you think you've had it tough? Well. Oh my God, the one-upsmanship. I can't. That's when, when people I check want out. to, um, <laughs> it's not performative. There's actually like a term for this. When people try to uh, like best you, in it's in like misery. Um, yeah but there is actually a term for it i don't know what it is it's not coming to my mind right now i'll tell you about it in the next episode when okay. i go to look it up but there is like a psychological term for people who feel the need to one up people who in are tragedy. miserable it's yeah like, oh. tragedy like oh your dad died well my dad died too oh but my yeah. dad he was put on a spike Oh, because the well, death he has to be more intense yes. yeah yeah you think you have it bad oh my god my, well, my uh, he, dad got shot in the chest with a T-shirt cannon at a Mets game. Died the, right there on the spot. The T-shirt was on fire. I know. He was wearing polyester. He burned all the way through. Mm-hmm. He had some final net in his hair. And it was a Mets T-shirt, too, which kind of, I mean, he loved. You yeah, know? he had Chipotle burned right through his pants. Well, let's be honest. Haven't we all? I know. All right, I've got an article for you. Are you ready? Let me see if yes. I can find it somewhere. Okay, here we go. Gold! Oh, wait, no, wait, nope. This comes from the Spokane Chronicle, Spokane, Washington, September 2nd, 1975. Gold in them the fills? Question mark. Dear Ann Landers, when no gold digger complained that dental patients should be given their old gold crowns and inlays, you beamed, your suggestion is worth its weight in gold. As secretary to the Council on Dental Materials and Devices, may I tell you a better answer would have been, your suggestion is worth its weight in copper, palladium, zinc, nickel, and a number of other elements that may be mixed with the gold. Although expensive when purchased, the amount of gold in any single restoration has a negligible resale value. A patient would have to seek out a smelting company and pay for separating the various elements through refining, if the company would accept such a small order. Even dentists don't cash in gold crowns and inlays until they have saved up a good number. If, however, a patient wants the old stuff for a souvenir, all he need do is ask. Signed, J.W.S. Ph.D. 
Dear JWS, thanks for wishing... Oh, wait. Dear JWS, thanks for wising me up. I'm afraid no gold digger made some members of the dental profession look a little kinky, and I should not have allowed her to get away with it. I checked with my own dentist, Dr. Jordan Block, and he said you are absolutely right. So, two extractions with no Novocaine for yours truly. Here's another letter from an irate dentist who taped a tooth with a large gold crown to his letter. Ian. He taped a tooth to the letter. Can you imagine hand, like, Uh, hand delivering? Like, what is that? Is that a Oh. What is that? What's chunky? It's chunky. Taped to the outside. I had a gold tooth or a (gasps) cap when I was a kid because they just, I guess, filled it. So when it fell out, I had, um. It, I think I had it for a really long time. Was it time. real gold? No, I don't think so. Like it's aluminum. That must, that must have been really shitty, too. I know. It was fucking sealed. It was a molar. How old were you? Young. I mean, let's. I mean, my parents let me eat whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. Of, it was just a matter and of time. And it ripped at one Charleston chew and that tooth was gone. Yeah. Uh, that is, I have never, I don't think I've ever had a cap. That was more like, that was like a wrap. I've never had a Madonna gold tooth either. Like fake gold teeth. What's with well, the grills? Why? I don't... Do you want to talk like that? You want to talk like Mike Tyson? Is that what she sounds like when she yeah, talks? Yeah, because you can't... There's no space between your teeth now. Oh, Because you I, filled it in. You know, I feel throw like... All the, throw all the... Throw all the... Like, going on the... Did you ever listen to her talk? Everything is now? So she's got, like... She's got, like, all of QVC around her fucking neck. She looks like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. You know, she, she does... Like, her face is an alien. No, I and know. And then she's got a grill in, and she's trying to be young and relevant... And she's listening the whole time. Oh, no. Why? Why? You don't need this, you know? Now I just, can I just see? When did she get this grill? She intermittently has it. Okay. Can, she was on the Graham Norton show. Let me just see if the grill shows up on this. Oh, it looks like, yes. Oh, my God. Just look at how drugged up uh, she looks here. It was surprising that you upped sticks and moved to Lisbon. That's how surprising it felt. Yeah. Because yeah. you've been posting... She like has an eye patch on. Yes, I Madonna has an, myself. She has an eye patch on. This is for her album. Yeah, you're right. Listen to that. It was a lot easier for me. Yes. This is this. Yes. This is a material girl <laughs> slip thing in and a material material. material. Oh, why is she letting this happen to her? A man can tell a thousand lies. I've learned my lesson well. La Isla Bonita. <laughs> and when the samba plays, is the she pretending she's so Drew Barrymore? Is that it? She's, she's Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore and meets Madonna. <laughs> Everybody is when they get caps. So many people have caps now. Like, so many people have fake teeth on their teeth. And I'm like, you think I can't? I have a friend who... You could see his teeth from space. Of course. His mouth is the Luxor. It's so <laughs> white that, like, there's nothing, There's and they're so uniform. You want to get a little grisly with it. Like, if I got caps, I'd be like, give me the British line. You know, like, have, give me the jewel. Give me. <laughs> I just want what one that spins. What do you have spins. for jewel? Well, like, one that, like, jewel's tooth that's basically on a hinge. You know, it looks like a little a door that opens up, like an old saloon. <laughs> Set of saloon doors. Just that would like, be amazing. <laughs> yeah. There's like two hinges. Who will save you? 
You better not come into this saloon in this here town, mister. And every time it opens, you just hear like a little player piano. <laughs> What's happening in her mouth? I don't know. It sounds like a party. Should I go in? <laughs> Somebody said sarsaparilla. I'm sorry. Sarsaparilla. Madonna wants some more sarsaparilla. Seriously, guys, get the sarsaparilla. Wouldn't it be great Damn if Madonna it. was Gabby's mom? I'm just saying. <sighs> All right, hit me with another. Okay. I'm knocking things oh, over here. Jesus, <gasps> Aaron. Oh, dear. Okay. Okay, well, this is from the Galveston Daily News, Galveston, Texas, June 2nd, 1992. Dear Abby, we invited Andy, our 12-year-old grandson, to visit us for 10 days during baseball spring training. We sent a round-trip plane ticket and looked for, forward to having him with us. During Andy's visit... Hand we, to heart. Pardon me? During Andy's visit, we observed that he did not take criticism concerning table manners, etc. very well. So we just let it pass. Now the problem. After Andy left, we discovered that, he, that the portable TV that, we had, that he had been allowed to use during his visit was missing. My husband... George, so I, I don't... Okay. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly Andy, allegedly George. Okay. My husband, allegedly George, called Andy's mother, preferring not to discuss it with Andy's father, our son, because we feared he might be too hard on the boy. Andy's mother was very nice and asked George to hold the phone while she checked to see if the portable TV was in Andy's room. In a few minutes, she came back to the phone and informed us that she had found the missing TV, pushed way back in Andy's closet. She told us that she would deal with Andy and we could expect the portable TV immediately. It has been about a month now and we have not received the portable TV set. George and I are wondering if we should just let it go or make an issue of it. Signed, Concerned Grandparents. Okay. Dear Concerned, write or telephone Andy's mother and ask her why you haven't received the portable TV set. You'd be doing Andy a favor. Stealing is no small matter. If Andy thinks he can get off scot-free, he will be encouraged to steal more costly items. Also, I think you are doing Andy's, disser- a grave- Andy's father a grave disservice to withhold this information from him. How the hell do you get a portable television on an airplane uh, and through security? Well, I think you'd throw it in it's a duffel bag. It's 1992. This is so specific. I'm like, well, it's really easy, Patty. You just wrap it in your sweatshirt. You throw it in a duffel bag, and no one. Well, but remember those portable TVs? It was like those mini Froggers, the little like video games that you could get. You know what See, I'm talking I'm about when I say that. I'm thinking right? of like a, a. You're thinking of like. Uh, like a portable TV, like the portable portable. TV. Like the original um, Mac computers you know yes. those ones that had like the multicolor so like the, the yes. basic monitor on a computer yes, is what that's you're thinking. what i'm thinking no i'm thinking they're, they're, these things were smaller in and they 1992 had a mm-hmm. oh yeah oh i am so yeah, i was making get a bigger it, deal man. in my head no if you oh, remember well. when but now don't i have now egg that's, on my this face is awkward. And I eight. yeah so like it's probably the size of a a like a Game Boy? A small watermelon, you oh, know? Even a small watermelon. Like, that's hard to get on a plane. I, so you better finish that before you get on the different plane. Different time, though. Different time period. And again, mm. you wrap your sweatshirt around whatever that is, and you just shove it in your bag, and you're good to go. Mm. And no one's going to look in the duffel bag of a teenage boy without a hazmat suit on. <laughs> that's a good point. That is a very, Am I very right? valid point. I, I can correct. see how this kid can get away with that. Also, I'm just thinking, you know, portable TV. Take it. 
My, oh my God! If this were if this happened to my family, my mother, my mother would be like, "Let him have whatever he wants. Don't worry about it." Why does your mom sound more and more like a muppet it's or like getting- a gremlin? <laughs> because she's becoming more and more like a muppet. We can oh. talk to her about this later. Listen, you can have whatever you want. That's my mother saying my name. Did mm. you get that? I think I did. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh, please. We, she couldn't visit us because young James had the COVID, and the whole plan was like, oh, we're going to go up to New Hampshire. We'll have, you know, the folks will come up, stay for an overnight towards the end of the vacay. And because he got diseased, no one could come near him mm-hmm. or us. So Martha's like, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to see you guys. But we did a little drive-by. We had We were on... They were coming up as we were going out, so we stopped at a Wendy's so that she could see the dogs from afar. It was very vintage COVID. What did they have from Wendy's? What didn't they have from Wendy's? My family, they're not healthy eaters, Patty. Okay. Like, that is... I think we got that from the... Oh, yes. We get that from every episode. Yes. We got that from everything ever they've ever said, ever. Yes. Yes. No, I got that. But she's like, we're just going to stop for a quick lunch at Wendy's. I want to get it frosty. Ooh, when was the last time She's, you had a Frosty? Uh, I would not eat a Frosty this mm, day and age. Mm. Uh, it doesn't look right. It looks like cement. It has the consistency of cement, oh, and it I looks like it. something just is not right. In a second, I would eat a Frosty. Well, if I could just turn yeah. my brain off. Yeah. Uh, the fuck you'd be eating a Frosty. Have you ever stolen anything? Wait, did you know your grandparents? Ye- ish. Ish, not Both really. sets? No. Which set? Did you have a full set or did you have like a sampler platter? I had a full, I had a sampler platter. I had mm-hmm. one full set, which was my grand, my mom's parents. Uh-huh. But that was still not, very short lived. Okay. Because then I got sick and then that's not the same. Oh, okay. Not to bring the room down. Yeah, wow. I'm sorry, Jesus. man. I thought the age But did you ever like go and were... stay with them or anything? What are you, out of your fucking mind? They're like 112 <laughs> years old. They've been fucking be kidnapped. Fun. But at that point they're like he's really raising himself anyway I mean, if you could just kind of look he up, walked here just to downtown the, chicago he drove and Jesus. he's 10 his parents don't know where the fuck he is i've already sent him to elwan de Greer's driving school if he made it through that he can make it out here yeah, absolutely just every now and then you just open up the door make sure he's still alive and you close it that's fine they lived in a high rise i don't think i've ever taken anything from my grandparents house no. I'm very non-klepto. I'm a very nervous person. <laughs> I, like, didn't you steal stuff when you were in high school? I never did. I, I think maybe I took a wet and wild lipstick, and even that, Why to this day, I'm still like... Why do you assume that I was like, like some kind of burglar? Because I feel like we had this conversation before. Did I you told, stole things? Did, did you, I stole Did some? you stole stuff? I told you I stole one thing from a, a bodega once when I was a kid, and it was collapsible scissors. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of cute that they, it was like a MacGyver <laughs> thing. It folded up so nice. And they never like knew fold- they were missing. No, because they're so tiny. And when you go to, to prison for that, you can use them as a shiv. I might actually still have them. <laughs> you, can you bring them in if you do? I, I, want to, I want to see what this is. What the, are collapsible scissors? You know, the, the guy, <laughs> it's like a folding bike. It looks like a scissors, and then it folds into like a little square of metal. How is that possible? Don't know. I don't understand what is the, the fucking physics need for of this. It? I don't know. It's like you can put it on your keychain, but why? I actually really see the need for collapsible scissors, though, for travel purposes, so that you don't reach your hand in and accidentally, like, grab the sharp part. That's why they make the covered part, so you don't do that. What 
covered part. They usually sell scissors with the part that goes on the bottom I've of the... I've never bought that. Never. Then you I'd buy the wrong fucking... Pick. Then you're the re- then you're the dumbass that puts your fucking hand in into your... Yeah, I am. Purse. I'm that dumbass. Oh, damn it. Oh, it's oh. bleeding If only again. I had a collapsible scissors. See? There's something for everybody out there. I guess. Please bring these scissors in so that I may see we'll them. We'll see. We'll Dear see. Dearpodofficial.com. <laughs> All right. I have one final article for you. Or an article. An Just article. a bit? I, uh, uh, a article. This comes from the Ukiah Daily Journal, Ukiah, California. September. Ukiah! Ukiah! September 18th, 1981. Ukiah. Ukiah, you brought up. Bra or no bra? I think you know where we're going here. I guess. Dear Adelaide. Wait, is it bra or bro? Bra. 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 Not like B-R-A-H. Okay. Bra or no bra. Okay, go ahead. Dear Ann Landers. Go ahead. I'm a 17-year... Uh-huh. Dear Ann Dear Ann Landers, I'm a 17-year-old high school senior. When I wear a bra, which isn't very often, it's a size 36 C cup. I hate the bound-up feeling of a bra, so I go without one whenever possible. Will going braless cause my breast to sag later on? Will I have stretch marks? Can jogging without a bra be harmful? What about tennis? Please check with your... What about tennis? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Took me by surprise. Please check with your experts and let me know. P.S. My grandmother, who hates to see me without a bra, says my milk will turn to butter if I am not careful. Is there any truth to this? Signed, In Shape in Shenandoah, Pennsylvania. Dear Shan, there is no evidence that going without a bra will cause sagging breasts or stretch marks. It is advisable, however, to wear a bra for protection while engaging in any sport that might result in a blow to the breasts. As for Grandma's warning, you have no milk to worry about unless you're a nursing mother. But it wouldn't hurt to butter up the old dear and wear a bra in her presence for two very obvious reasons. Ayan! I don't think she should use butter up in... In In the response? In the response is particularly to her grandmother. Uh, you better butter up your grandma. Everything your about this. How have I never seen this article before this episode? This has everything we ever want in an article. Stupidity. Absolutely. Yeah. Stupidity. Uh, genitalia. Yes. Puns. Butter. Butter. Grandmothers. Yeah. Grandmother butter. Yeah. Breast butter. Milk butter. Uh huh. All of the all of the butters and a thirty six. C cup. How big is that? Like, give me How like, do I give you a... Well, not on you, melons. for Exactly. Sake. So right now what you're looking at... Is a In child. front of you is a small... Is, is a 13-year-old boy holding his chest right. down. This is... What am I? In what bras, I, I'm a 32A. What is 32 in reference to... I think it's the, uh, this is how non-bra I am. This is how non-bra sensitive. I think it's the circumference of like the trunk of your body. Okay, that makes sense. But then there's the cups in addition to that. So it's like, oh, you could be 32 around this way. Actually, when people measure me, I'm 31, I believe. It's not a competition, but Uh, Look, I'm just trying to get down to my birth weight, (laughs) okay? 
I think I'm you, working on getting back there. to my birth face and my birth weight. <laughs> Remember, babies are that ugly baby and chubby. Is sexy. No one says that. No, that baby has great cheekbones. Said They're no new. baby ever. Yeah. yeah. But None of the other the babies cups. are talking about that baby. Now you're talking about a cup. Yes. A 36C. I'm trying to. So an A is like nothing. Nothing. Well, a B is. But an A can be a little bit more of something. It's just you know I'm on the low end of the A. And a B is uh, like an. Like in Jennifer between? Aniston, I would say she's like a. a B. Oh. Okay. I'd put her in the B cup category. I'm trying to think. C would probably be Karen Walker from. Uh, Megan um, Mullally? Is yes. that who you're talking about? Okay. Mullally? <laughs> you really did. Ow. Oh, my neck. It just was funny. I'm going to spin your neck around. Megan Mullally. Does it matter? <laughs> Does it matter? It made me happy. It tickled me. It tickled me my C cups. I'd say she's like a, a C cup, like a substantial, that's a big breasted gal, you know. A C is big. A C is large, yeah. And then a double D is really large. Yeah, when you're starting to get into the doubles, then we're going to new categories here. So uh, I don't know. I don't understand the double cup life. So is it each letter can be a double? Could you be a, could you be a double A? Like a bad I don't know. That's a good question. I think it's only when they get higher it seems to be the doubles. I don't think there's a BB. BB so there's, a, there's not a double C, there's just a double D. So there's why a double just call C. It an e? There are double Cs. What? But then why not just upgrade to a D? See, I don't understand. Like, I can't even no talk about feminine sense. things because I don't have these feminine things. So you, I don't know. You do, you just don't have the advanced version. Any way you cut it, she's a teenager with a hell of a rack. That doesn't want, like, can I go running? What are you fucking insane? I don't know. You got to strap your flappies down. I mean, do you plan on getting anywhere? It would hurt. You're going to knock yourself out. Just all of that. I mean. Slapping in the face. You'd have two. You'd have so many fucking bruises on I your know, chest. I know. Two black eyes and, and the, two large and the, it, breasticles. It's as if you got in fight with a bear. I don't know. It, it feels like it's a 19. It feels like it's a Zucker Brothers movie. You know? You're just asking for. For just trouble. Slow motion, just running in like a polo shirt. Oh, it's the idea of the grandmother saying you're going to turn your milk to butter. Is it time? It is. Okay, whip your slappies out. Put your 36 <laughs> C's in your hand. Whip them together. <laughs> you <It's> first. Flip it, flip it, flip it. It's like a horse trot. Yeah. I guess it's if time. I had if I had it's double time. D's and I was running, that's what it'd be like. I can't go, make go, 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 go. Past My back the is killing me so much front weight. Oh can't my take it. God. It's like two sandworms from fucking Beetlejuice. Oh. No. That's a real specific reference. Or tremors. Whatever, whatever, whatever you watch. Hey, you know what it's time for? Yeah. Oh, I believe it is. It's time. Time. For, for Instagram mail, Instagram mail. I put in my good teeth and I'm this baby. It's probably time won't to talk about my double feet, double feet breath. Seriously, lucky's flabonita. And when the thumba plays, Bristol sits so high, ring through your ears and sting her eyes. Spanish lullaby. Now it's time to carry, carry. Spanish lullaby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so skilled. All right. 
It's time for Instagram mail. That's right. We answer one Instagram mail question live here on the air every week. Live-ish, live-esque. So live, email live. us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial. Give us an Instagram mail question and we will answer it right here on the air right now. Patty, can you read us the Instagram question? Sure. Dear Pod, I'm having such a hard time motivating lately. My wedding is in October, and I want to be in peak shape, but it seems like I just want to drink and go to barbecues. Every time I start to work out, I find some excuse to get out of it. Any suggestions on how to get my juices flowing again? Signed, Unjuiced Newton. Mm. I get it. Dear Unjuiced, like they used to say on Ricky Lake, it's not the size of the ocean, it's the motion of the ocean. If you really want to motivate, get a trainer or jump on the Jenny Craig bandwagon. Seems like every D-list starlet is, so why not you? If you cannot afford these options, as I'm sure your wedding will cost you, you can always do what Tammy did from the real world and, and wire your mouth shut as she craved chicken tacos from across the street. <gasps> Seriously, start small. Go to the BBQ and skip the beer and buns and hit that meat and seltzer. It might be a tall order, but if you can't fit into that tux, you're going to shell out even more money for a new one. Abby. Shell out or shit out? Either one. Anyway, depends you on cut. what you're eating at the barbecue. I know who beans. I mean, well, here's what Anne has to say to Unjuiced Newton. Are you ready? Playing with the Queen of Hearts. Ooh, dear Miss Newton, put down that white claw and smack that wiener out of your mouth. You got a wedding coming up. I know it sounds easier said than done, but it's not. You have a clear goal staring you in the barbecue sauce-covered face. The time for being gentle with ourselves is over. In case you didn't know we're coming out of a pandemic into a massive recession, the amount of people I know who have said no one wants to work anymore is in the hundreds and range in age from 15 to 75. So pony up, buttercup. You got three months to get your act together. Put your money where your overactive mouth is. Invest in a trainer and or nutritionist. The threat of money spent is sometimes all the motivation you need to show up for yourself. Throw down a couple thousand on a trainer and you'd be surprised how quickly you get your buns on the treadmill. Find folks who will be your accountability partners. Hell, ask your wedding party to get in shape with you. They've already forked over the time, money, and energy on your shower slash bachelorette slash hen party slash five-day destination wedding slash what's a couple months of fitness more. Well... The threat of permanent photos of this momentous occasion should be all the inspiration you need to push yourself away from the picnic table. My friend was 300 pounds on his wedding day. Then he decided to get in shape. Now he says he has 800 pictures of him on the fattest day of his life. That's nice. That's true. That brought the room down, I know. I know. You're going to want to look back at the photos of that day and say, God, I looked and felt my best. Not, I should have laid off the pina coladas and Johnsonville brats. Johnsonville brats. So stop pounding Miller lights and stop pounding on your abs and lats. Good luck, you lazy son of a bitch. And I'll see you at Blink Fitness. Ann. It's true. He was, he was three bucks and, uh, Got married, took all these pictures, and then after the wedding decided, he's like, you know, I think I'll get in shape. And now he's like, thousands of pictures of me on the fattest day of my life. And it was I that think that's day. what happens, though. Like, you just, like, you do the total opposite. You, you're running out of time. You're stressed. You're stressed. You're stressed. You think that people don't get in shape until post-wedding? 
I think that it, it sometimes is not the biggest priority. You don't think it's a big motivator? I mean, it is, but it's not. Mm-hmm. But it ends up being the opposite. I need to use the restroom. Hey, you know what it's time for? I think I have an idea. Oh, well, so do I. It's time for specialty cocktail, specialty drink. Something in front for summer's a hundred degrees. It is five thousand degrees, <laughs> and I threatened Jules's life to make a tequila drink this week because I said if he didn't, then I would leave him and take the drugs. If you don't mind my saying, so go ahead. Favorite, we love it. I'm very excited for this week's cocktail. Are you ready? Yep. It's time because it's summer. Summer, summer, summer time. Time for a Paloma summer. cocktail, baby. If you need James Jules Ferris, you will find him in the backyard running through the sprinkler or marinating in the the hot tub that is now Patty's inflatable pool that he has given us. The maraschino pool. Blech. For this, you will need two ounces of tequila blanco, one half ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice, two ounces of fresh squeezed grapefruit juice, one half ounce simple syrup, one ounce soda water. There's a lot in this, damn. Sea salt and grapefruit wedge for garnish. All right, here's here's what you're gonna wanna do with all these ingredients. Are you ready? Cut a notch in the grapefruit wedge. Then run the grapefruit around the rim of a glass. Then dip the edge of the rim into a plate of sea salt. Ugh. Ow! In a mixing glass, add the tequila, lime juice, grapefruit juice, and simple syrup, and stir until combined. Fill the glass with ice, top with soda water, and survey. All right, here are the tasting notes. Oh, God, it's so hot. I once spent part of a summer in Mexico City, and my face would melt off every day around 1 p.m. It's been that hot for the past week here at the Maha Artiki Lounge. I can't think of a better way to celebrate the memory of practically spontaneously combusting due to Hades-like temperatures than making a drink in honor of our good friend south of the border. The Paloma is a classic Mexican cocktail and is a cousin of the Margarita. Paloma means dove in Spanish. It does? No, huevo means egg. I read this as nuevo means egg, and I was like, no, it doesn't! I know that from my two years with Spa- of Spanish with this is Bornstein. That's right, Bornstein. Alex Bornstein? Alex Bornstein. Many believe this drink to have originated in the 1950s. Some say the drink was created by legendary bartender Don Javier Delgado Corona in Tequila, Mexico. Others say, like just a simple name, Don Javier Delgado Corona. Uh, Others say it was named after the popular song La Paloma. I say, who cares? It's so goddamn hot and this drink is so goddamn refreshing. Who cares if it was created by Mr. Whipple? Just keep the drink coming. And those are Jules's tasting notes. Cheers me. Lift a drink. Mr. Whipple from Charmin fame. Whipple? What a random pull. I don't know how he got that. Do you or... know who Mr. Whipple is? Mm-mm. What? No. I'm not as old as you people. 
Or disgusting. Oh, wow. Mr. Ripple was, wow, this is great. See, it takes a second. I mean. This is a pool drink if I've ever fucking drank This one. is a, a walk gently near the pool drink. This Nobody is a, run. Hey, get your fucking fat kids out of my pool, dick. Walk like you're still wearing high heels, which is to me one of the best visuals. This is, why have we not been having this as every specialty cocktail ever? This is better to me than a margarita. Oh, and yeah. I think it's Give more it dietetic. Dietetic. I, dietetic. It's got less sugar. Well, it's grapefruit juice. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. If it's fresh squeezed. Oh, okay. Okay. It's mostly tequila. Everybody settle down. Oh, oh my God. I could drink my weight in this drink. This is great. It's really well balanced. It's it not really too sour, which some margaritas can be sour. I don't ever have a margarita with a pre-mixed no. anything because I'm not an animal. Mm. It has to be fresh. But this is what? So lime juice, grapefruit juice, a little simple syrup, a little soda water. I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm so distracted. I'm yeah. just wondering who died in this new chair that you have because it's very... Disconcerting to see this electric wiring in the chair. Yeah. And it's an empty chair. It's a new chair. I feel like anything that's in here, someone has died. You think that Oscar's sitting in that right no, now? No, I feel like someone, I don't know, Steve uh, died in that and you brought it here. Well, first of if all, I want to give a shout out to Space because Space in Lancaster, Pennsylvania has some of the best furniture I've ever seen at like some bargain prices, y'all. Quality furniture. This is at a discount price. Uh, young James got in. We're, we're redoing the Maha'a Lounge. We've been in a construction zone here for quite some time. And uh, good news the official bar that we are building is coming in, what, in a week? A week. In a week. That's exciting. The goal is to have the lounge rejudged for a Labor Day party. So put it in your heart, your mind, your books. Patreons are going to get a little mini documentary on the rejudging. Oh, the if you don't join Patreon now, you're not going to be, you know, first in line to see the redoing of the Maha'a Lounge. If that doesn't make you want to open up your wallets, your hearts, your minds, your legs to us. Mm. This is... I think this is my new this is my new summer cocktail. Just this is, in time. She's really good. According to my grandmother, after July 4th, that's the end of summer. She's a bitch. <laughs> she's not here. Not my problem, still yes. a bitch. Except she's in that chair. That would explain. There you this. go. This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.